With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, it's a pleasure again to be with you tonight. I'm into the, uh, the last chapter of the American Covenant, the book that we've been studying and going through. Man, this is, this is just a genius writing by Marshall Foster. And uh, we're going to look at this chapter inside of the, uh, the, Ameri- uh, of sort of the American Covenant. And it's called The Genius of the American Republic. Now, the genius of the Republic is that it was a republic that was ultimately never tried that this form of government since the ancient Hebrew Republic under the leadership of Moses. Before they had a king, it was a Hebrew Republic. They had judges, but the people appointed their judges and they appointed their leaders as their representatives. That is what the American Republic was modeled after, the ancient Hebrew Republic. Most people don't even know that. Most congressmen and women don't know that and most pastors don't even know that. And we're gonna learn about this. Now, here's a question. How could America be a Christian Republic when in the constitution it says there's a separation of church and state? How could then it be a a Christian or Judeo-Christian Republic? if you got to separate church and state. It's, it's because our founders had a purpose in writing what they wrote in that there shall be a separation of church and state. Actually, that wasn't in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, but the concept is there. And here's the concept that we need to understand. We have to understand that the purpose of our founders was <clears throat> they were intentionally preventing any one denomination of Christianity for of imposing its views on somebody else and making people become members of a government church and demanding membership and financial support for that denomination. They said, no, that, that, that would be tyranny. You can't have the government forcing religion on people. That's not coming from the heart. And so they forbade that. And they viewed that your own conscience is the most sacred property that we have. We've talked about this. You could never have the government force your conscience to say that you believed in God or become a member of a particular church and force you to tithe or pay to that church. That's what they were getting rid of. That's what they didn't want. That's why they had this separation of civil government and church. The church would remain free from the coercion and tyranny of the government. That's a beautiful thing. That's what we want. However, the idea that the that the founders were intending to have a secular state, a godless government, and have no God in Congress or the laws that we make is completely opposite of all of the evidence of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and all of the sermons preached by all of the the, uh, pastors and many of the signers of the Declaration of Independence were ministers of the gospel who, who understood these principles and the state governments and the federal government in our country were devised and written and understood by the founders who studied the principles of their Christian religion in the Bible. 
They understood these things. And so what we have today is, unfortunately, we have the structure of our government is still those Christian principles in the Bible. We have our three branches of government, but the spirit of the Constitution has been lost. You have the spirit of the Constitution, which is the Christianity, the faith of our fathers, that takes the letter of the Constitution, the form of our government, the three branches of the executive, the legislative, and the judicial branches, and the way that we form laws, all those checks and balances, and it leaves them as dead letters on the page because the life, the spirit of the Constitution, which is the Christianity and the faith of our fathers has been lost. And that's why we don't understand the separation of church and state and we twist it, we contort it, we pervert it because the spirit of the Constitution has been lost. It's been choked out. Listen to this. Dr. Foster says this in the American Covenant. He says that today we still have the letter of the Constitution. We still go through most of the legal processes of the structure of the Constitution. But the spirit which was intended and understood by our founding fathers is missing. My sister told me this today. Melissa and I were talking about how she's homeschooling her kids and, and reading the, the writings of, of Patrick Henry. We talked about him in an in earlier lesson, and Paul Revere and, and John Hancock and others, so much of what they said is so applicable to today. They're saying what we're saying in the American Campfire Revival, that the letter of the Constitution, all the rules, all the framework, all the structure is useless without the animating spirit of faith that drove the whole thing and brought it to life. If you don't understand loving God with all of your heart, following his his principles in his word and devoting yourself to valuing others before yourself, checking the sinful nature of man's heart through government, which protects our sacred rights given to us by God, then you miss the whole point. And no wonder people ignore the constitution and they're willing to change it because they don't get it. They've, they've hit a brick wall because there's no life in them. There's no light in them. This was the light in the life of the faith of our founding fathers. And because as a nation we've fallen away from that, our constitution has turned into a hollow shell. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org 
forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And no wonder young people today think, well, let's just get rid of it. Let's come up with something else. Let's be so woke and let's be so uh, progressive that we can just toss the values replace them with something else. Let's try something different, something new. And the problem is none of this stuff is new. Actually, it's not progressive. These ideas that we're turning to in our country, they're regressive. We're going back to the pagan ways before the gospel and the message of Christianity came into play and animated these biblical principles and formed the freest, strongest, most blessed nation on the face of the earth and the nation that has pushed the gospel and, and the message of liberty out to more nations across the world than any other country in history. This is the genius of the American Republic. It's counting on the spirit of God working in your heart. If the spirit of God does not work in our life and is not understood to be the animating force of the constitution, all is lost. We've got to get back to that. It's called revival. It's why I keep wearing these shirts. It brings up conversations with people. Revival is the key. We've got to bring the life of the spirit back into our laws, into our homes, into our churches. And it starts with you and me. I want you to get a copy for you to teach your children. I want you to to begin to go through this so that when our 100 days are over, you can go back through And you can teach these things at a campfire in your backyard or in the fireplace in your living room. Our churches have a form of religion and our government, our constitution has a form of correctness. But by and large, we've lost the spirit of life, a passion for God and a passion to love one another. I've got the form of my, my body right here. I've got all my bones and all of my blood and all of my flesh. I've got every organ that I need to live, but you take the spirit out of me and I collapse. I'm nothing but a shell. And our nation is nothing but a shell without the spirit of God flowing through the veins of our homes and our churches and our civil government. I'm so thankful you're teaching these things to your kids. I think God can use our time together as a spark of revival in this country. We've had two great awakenings. I think we're right on the verge of the third. So appreciate you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.